Hello, everybody. Do you remember Friends? Ross from Friends? Well, David Schwimmer, the actor who was in that 1990s sitcom, is still around. And over the past few years, he's become, like many Hollywood types, uh, increasingly more vocal in a political sense. And back in those dark days of 2020, when all the BLM stuff was going on, I distinctly remember Schwimmer becoming a story himself, uh, because he gave this interview where he said, I'm very aware of my privilege as a heterosexual white male. And he, uh, in that interview, suggested that Friends, the sitcom, wasn't diverse enough and probably there should be an all-black friends or something like this. Um, and this was grist to the mill to the culture wars machine. For example, here is an article in The Stylist uh, how David Schwimmer proved himself the ultimate antidote to Lawrence Fox. Uh, and indeed, I remember some beef between Schwimmer and Fox over this. Fox was, uh, you know, uh, tweeting about Schwimmer's article and um and then on the other side of the culture war here was spiked you know the insufferable wokeness of david schwimmer well it's interesting that schwimmer uh made these comments back in 2020 because a couple of years later he was now saying things like david schwimmer admits he never felt white growing up jewish in america now, do you see the difference between saying that you don't feel white growing up Jewish and this statement here, I'm very aware of my privilege as a heterosexual white male. In this comment, he's saying he doesn't feel white. And in this comment, saying he, he says he's very aware of his white privilege. You see the difference. Press 1. In the chat if you understand the difference between those things and press two if you see no contradiction whatsoever if you're a two i would like you to uh, go into the comments of the show and explain to me how there's no contradiction between those two things so anyway what it what accounts for schwimmer's apparent change of heart you know here he's white here he's jewish here he's white here he's jewish well, it turns out that the main person um, responsible for changing Schwimmer's mind was this man here, pictured with Schwimmer, David Baddiel. Now, if you're an American viewer, David Baddiel is a British comedian uh, who uh, had his heyday in the 1990s, just like Schwimmer, um, riding the coattails of a much funnier comedian called Frank Skinner. Uh, and in fact, even before that, he wrote the coattails of another funnier comedian um, called Rob Newman. Uh, they, they famously sold out uh, Wembley Arena, um, you know, the first comic duo to do so. Uh, but anyway, since then, the deal uh, has uh, increasingly just become a boring activist a political activist uh, specifically one who talks about jewish causes and 
uh, Badil wrote this book called Jews Don't Count, which I've referenced a number of times. Um, and David Schwimmer appeared on this show. And uh, you can hear, see in the Metro headline, David Schwimmer admits criticism of friends, poor diversity is appropriate, but calls out the lack of Jewishness. Well, it's actually interesting to consider what went on on this show. Now, I haven't actually watched it, but there's a very detailed description here in the Jewish publication um, Mosaic. And the author of uh, this article is extremely critical of, uh, of Badil and uh, Schwimmer's carryings on. Let me just read uh, a couple of the exchanges that went on between Badil and Schwimmer on that show. I mean, first of all, let me just give uh, the author, and the author's name, by the way, is um, Eli Spitzer. And he says, um, in Jews Don't Count, Badil offers a specific thesis, which we will get to in due course. But it tends to get lost in a thicket of miscellaneous complaints that his VIP interviewees have about their lives. Sarah Silverman laments that Jewish actresses are only ever cast for the role of bitchy best friend, and never the beautiful main character, apparently oblivious to the filmography of Natalie Portman, Gail Gadot, Scarlett Johansson, and Mila Kunis, which might indicate that being unsympathetically stereotyped is more specifically a Sarah Silverman problem. She goes on to remonstrate how unfair it is, in her estimation, that Winona Ryder would not have been cast in The Age of Innocence had she kept her name Horowitz, to which Badil gravely responds, that's very important. The theme of being offended by hypotheticals continues when Badil, righteously indignant about the bigotry of comments nobody ever made, speculates about what would happen if Schwimmer were to argue that Friends was a diverse show because 50% of the main characters are Jewish. In one bizarre moment, the novelist and literary critic Howard Jacobson remarks that, quote, we're frightened that if they discover we're Jews, they'll get rid of us. It's okay, Howard. Everybody knows you're Jewish. And I, I happen to have seen this Howard Jacobson on stage before. And um, one of the reasons that I know that he's Jewish is because he wouldn't shut up about it. Things get stranger still when in a conversation that should perhaps be reviewed by social services, Badil and the writer Neil Gaiman discuss tears visibly welling up in their eyes, conversations they have had with their half-Jewish children about their relative likelihood of surviving in Nazi Germany given the length of their noses. And I'm just going to read a little bit more because I think this is an important uh, point and I'm going to uh, dwell on it in a moment and try to tease out its implications. Underneath this pot puree of assorted grievances and anxieties, however, a running theme eventually emerges. There is, according to Badil, a dysfunction between Jews and the left because too many of the latter regard the former as, quote, not being a proper minority. Even worse, they regard Jews as white. It is impossible to overstate the degree to which David Badil wants you to know that, despite what your lying eyes might indicate, he is not white. 
over and over again, Bedil returns to his profound unhappiness with, quote, there being a sense in which Jews are not are essentially just white people. For Bedil, by insisting that Jews are white, you place them outside the sacred circle, a circle that he very much wants to be a part of. Though this is ostensibly a documentary about anti-Semitism, there is remarkably little attention given to the classic anti-Semitic tropes of dual loyalty, say, or controlling the banks. The message seems to be that you can think Jews control finance if you must, as long as you understand, as the actor Stephen Fry aptly puts it, that I'm not just an example of a perfectly ordinary white person. So, you know, in a nutshell, what David Baddiel wants is for you and for everybody to think of Jews not as being white, but as a minority group that is, um, that, you know, gets all of the diversity perks. Now, what's very interesting is that David Schwimmer now is using this, who's obviously much more important and powerful than David Bedil ultimately, uh, is now, uh, you know, has buddied up with a number of his fellow, um, uh, you know, his fellow Jewish actors in Hollywood. And they've signed this remarkable letter which is being endorsed by Jonathan Greenblatt of the ADL, where they're, they're actually saying that Jews aren't um, are being underrepresented in Hollywood, that uh, it's critical for any push for diversity in any industry to be inclusive of Jews. If your project of inclusion perpetuates the exclusion of Jews, you are failing. So we applaud the many celebrities for their courage in standing up, speaking out, and writing to the Academy to demand change. I mean, <laughs> Jews are underrepresented in Hollywood? I mean, Hollywood? <laughs> anyway, I found it interesting to see Michael Rappaport uh, in amongst uh, David Schwimmer's friends there. Uh, and the reason for that is because I remember a couple of weeks back... Michael Rappaport made this video. A lot of conversations amongst my Jewish friends about the silence, the disappointment, the disappearing acts on some Doug Henning, David Blaine shit just disappeared, boom, in the air. A lot of people have disappeared. I'm telling you right now, we are making a list, we are checking it twice. And we already know who's been naughty or nice. See that pun? You see that pun? I'm talking about the Jewish people, but I'm also talking Christmas cows. We will not forget. We're not suckers. So when you come around asking for this, that, and the third, come around asking for money, investments, and all that stuff, I promise you, I promise you, it's being discussed. We're paying attention to who's being anti-Jewish, anti-Semitic, anti-Israel, or not saying anything at all. I promise you, we see, I'm, I'm, I'm an enigma. A lot of Jewish people seem nice. We seem like we're, we're suckers. Seem like you could kind of convince us. And sh Trust me, don't come around six months, eight months, two years. We're remembering, we're paying attention. 
Now, now this is pretty curious because obviously Michael Rappaport is a hardcore Zionist and you, you, you typically think that the wokesters are not, right? Um, for example, if we go back to the Eli uh, Spitzer article, um, he, uh, he quotes David Badil, right? Um, he makes this point, he says, if Badil wanted to demonstrate the Jews are not white, his best bet would have been to point out that the Jewish population of Israel is roughly 50% non-European ancestry. But that would present a quandary. He wants to create a sharp distinction between Jews and what he calls Israel Shmizrael. Badil dislikes the nationalistic, jingoistic culture of Israel, even regarding it as un-Jewish. And it's not too much of a stretch to say that he views the right-leaning Mitzatrari population with not a little disdain. Certainly none of them are given a chance to speak in Jews Don't Count. Well, that is not the case with David Schwimmer himself, who has been pretty staunchly in defence of Israel since the whole war with Hamas started, including um, signing a letter of support for Israel, panning those who fight for all sexual violence victims unless they're Jews, pushing the idea that there were mass rapes by Hamas, sexual assaults uh, uh, during this war. Um, I, I've yet to see any evidence of that, by the way, but it, it, there was a big push uh, a couple of weeks back on that front to try to win the feminists over in their PR campaigns. Um, and, uh, you know, generally speaking, he's been pretty vocal uh, on this and seems to be an all-out Israeli nationalist, which is kind of interesting. So, you know, David Schwimmer is now truly embracing his minority uh, Jewish heritage um, and, you know, is now actually actively fighting for his own inclusion in things, whereas four years ago... He was arguing that, you know, he was very aware of his white privilege and there needs to be more diversity. It's kind of strange. Now he's saying that he actually, despite his awareness of his white privilege, he actually counts as somebody who is quote-unquote diverse. Isn't that interesting? So what about David Badil then? Has he stuck to his guns? Is he still saying Israel, Shmizrael? Um... Apparently he tweeted out back in 2020, I don't care about stupid effing Israel. But now he's walked that back. Back in June, even before the Hamas conflict started, he said it's not completely true that I have no attachment to Israel. And since it started, he says, David Badil says British Jews are living with dread amid anger over the Israel-Hamas conflict. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe... David Schwimmer talked him around on, you know, he talked Schwimmer around on the Jews Don't Count point, and maybe Schwimmer talked Badil around on the Israel point. It's kind of interesting how this works, isn't it? Here he is in the Israeli newspaper Haaretz saying, Jews are a glitch in the Matrix. Hamas forced UK comedian David Badil to face Israel. So Badil gets to have his cake and eat it too. He's come around. He's a bit more of a Zionist now that the Hamas attack has happened. It's kind of woken him up. And also David Schwimmer now realises he's not a white guy after all, but is a minority, just like what Badil said. 
Now, I had made a previous video back when well, Whoopi Goldberg was given a public telling off by Jonathan Greenblatt when um, she said that, you know, war, World War II was a, was a fight between, you know, different white people. And, um, you know, there was this uh, admonishment, this public admonishment of Whoopi Goldberg. And I made a video showing how in American law there's been this duality between uh, are Jews a religion or are they a race? Okay. And but back then I said there was a, there was a contradiction because for various different reasons um, uh, to do with the census back in the 1890s, um, Jews in America had argued strenuously that they were not a race, that they were only a religion. Um, but then when all of the diversity stuff became a thing, they managed uh, back in the era of Donald Trump in 2018, uh, a, a judge ruled basically that Jews do count as uh, a race for the purposes of uh, diversity, equality and in inclusion. So in America, they have this dual status still uh, as officially in one context, not counting as a race when it comes to the collection of data and the census and things like that. But if it came to, uh, I don't know, let's say um, an employment tribunal um, and they were trying to say that they were unfairly dismissed for discrimination, something like that, um, they could point to the fact they were Jewish as a special protected uh, characteristic, um, you know, i.e. that they were dismissed on the ground of race. Um, and that that was set by a precedent in 2018. If you want to know all about that, uh, like I say, I have this video on Whoop Whoopi Goldberg. Um, now we have this new uh, duality, if you want, which is, are Jews white or are Jews not white? Uh, clearly, David Baddiel thinks that Jews are not white. Um, and David Schwimmer has had a change of heart. He did he used to think that Jews uh were white but now he doesn't um no no why this interests me is because on the right wing of politics um which i you know i have some knowledge of um you know there's been a very big push on you know uh the more kind of uh radical end of the right to get you either either to uh, support Israel or not to care about the conflict in the Middle East um, on the grounds that um, the Israelis are white and their opponents, the Palestinians, are quote-unquote brown. Okay, I've seen this push a number of times um, because I am, you know, not particularly pro-Israeli. I, I, don't, I don't think that's much of a, uh, a, a secret. Um, but people have either like they've either attacked me for having a quote unquote brown point of view for you know not being up for the indiscriminate killing of Palestinian children. Um, uh, so, you know that's that's been one angle of attack. But the other angle of attack has been actually no these are these are part of the West. These are white people just like you. In Israel and therefore you know really 
you should side with your own quote-unquote civilization. It's a kind of variation on the Judeo-Christian formulation that used to be favoured by uh, people like Ben Shapiro. Um, and uh, I'm kind of... What's fascinating to me is to watch both strategies being used at the same time and seemingly everybody being all right with this. Okay? I mean, to me, it's just a flagrant contradiction, but maybe that's because, you know, I'm low IQ and to really understand these, like, completely amazing 150 IQ strategies, you need to be a genius or something like that. To me, it just looks like a flagrant co contradiction, and that's why I'm making this video to point it out. But um, it seems to be working because, you know, I'm seeing these both these narratives working at the same time, i.e. trying to persuade the left to see them as a minority, while at exactly the same time trying to persuade the right and people who are, uh, let's just say, um, sympathetic to nationalism in the abstract, um, to see them as white and therefore worthy of their support over the quote-unquote brown Palestinians. All right, I hope this was interesting. I'd love to know some analysis. I find when I talk about issues like this, um, all I ever get from people who, dis people who don't like me talking about these sorts of issues is, oh, you don't understand AA. Oh, you know, uh, this must just be um, from your Persian side, you know, so this, this this must be something like that, or um, I don't know, uh, you know, oh, you're a third worldist or something like this. Uh, hello? Really? Is that really going to be the, uh, the types of attacks you're going to be using when I point out something like this? I'd like to see something constructive. Somebody actually write an intelligent response to me pointing out the duality of David Schwimmer. And also it turns out the duality of David Baddiel who went from being a typical lefty not caring about Israel four years ago to being one who's all over it now. All right. I will remind everybody, do buy all of my courses. Many are available now at the academic agency. But most importantly of all, get out.